0: Go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Hello, and welcome to another podcast, Pontifications, with me, Evo Terra. I launch podcasts, is what I do. And today, the topic of conversation centers around something called IAB compliance, which you may not have even heard about unless you were deep into the podcasting world. So a bit of a recap, a very quick summation. Uh, IAB stands for the Internet Advertising Bureau. IAB has put forth some very stringent standards that podcast hosting companies like Libsyn, like Blueberry, like Pinecast, like all the others that they are supposed to follow and if they do follow these very stringent guidelines then they will be certified as IAB compliant so that advertisers who wish to advertise on shows that use certified hosting companies can be confident that the number of downloads that are reported to that client are in fact accurate. That's what IAB compliance Means And the large companies are just about done. I think they are waiting for their certification process to to take place. They've all stated that the the current stats are IAB compliant. Now they just need to get the the, uh, stamp of approval from the IAB, Internet Advertising Bureau. And that will be great. And then, in theory, a huge pile of money from advertisers is waiting to be dumped into the podcast ecosystem once we can agree on what a download or a stream actually means. And I hope they're right, but I don't think that they are. Leaving aside for a moment, leaving aside for a moment the fact that this is different than everything else that's come before. Sure, it's digital advertising, and I've done it for 20 years, digital advertising. I've either been in or in adjacent to the C-suite of marketing departments and digital advertising agencies, the only kind of marketing I know how to do is digital, and the only advertising I have ever purchased on behalf of clients, media buying, has been digital. So I know this space, and I can tell you that advertising on a podcast is radically different than any other form of digital media buying a large advertiser has ever done. So sure, you may hear the ads for Casper and Blue Apron and the other 20, 30 people that are advertising. They figured it out. But there's a much wider audience out there, a much wider group of advertisers with lots and lots of money to spend, Nike money to spend, that we want to flood into the podcasting space. If only we could get these IAB stats figured out. It's a nice theory. It's a nice theory. But the reason it's not going to work, I think, is it podcasting was... there is There are very few traditional indie-supporting podcast hosting companies from the original set out there that are even set up to handle advertising at the scale that digital advertisers are used to working with. They can't respond quickly to... Requests that come in for insertion orders, they are unable to accurately provide numbers and and impression volumes. Not for lack of trying, I think it's lack from understanding of the space. Today, or yesterday, when I was running advertising agencies basically, clients would say I've got $50,000 to spend over the course of the next two months for this one client to sell cream cheese, how would you allocate that spend? That's what I was asked to do, that's what my team was asked to do. We have a certain amount of money, we need to make recommendations of how the client can spend that money, what assets we will need, how we can support that, and also the very important key of how do we report back on the success. And we would have hours, if we were lucky, a day to put together a plan. And what we would do as the agency, we would reach out to many of the media partners that we worked with in the past. We would look, work with newspaper websites if we were doing things locally. Or we would contact the Yahoo's and the Googles of the world and we would put together geo-targeted campaigns. We would reach out to other networks and see what ad buys were available for them. We would reach out to uh, ad, ad network purveyors who are the ones that are responsible for putting ads on hundreds of different websites that are all targeted with content, uh, content targeting abilities, behavioral targeting. And we would be able to come back within hours usually, rarely more than a day, a detailed plan, a detailed recommendation of how we would spend that client's money with very specific pieces of information on on how it would be spent and, and, and where it would be spent. And then, once the client said, yes, that's fine, the ads would typically be running sometimes that same week. Now, we'd like to push it longer than that because we still have to develop assets. Ads have to be created. But that doesn't take very many days. We build it, and the ads start running. And more importantly, and to the point of this topic, IAB compliance, we would start getting stats immediately. Impression stats. Click-through stats. And if we were set up properly with our client's website, conversion stats. Three things that really matter and lots of other little small pieces in there. That's the way digital advertisers want it to work. So when a digital advertiser says, I'm interested in this podcasting space. I've got $50,000 to spend on one particular client. Let's reach out and see what is available for us to spend? Because I've got $50,000 to spend just for podcasting. I've got another hundreds of thousands of dollars I'm spending on display networks, on email marketing campaigns, on search campaigns, on social media campaigns. But I'm going to carve out $50,000. But at the same time, I'm putting together all of these plans for the other places where I'm spending hundreds of thousands of dollars for this client. I'll wait for the podcasting folks to tell me what's available. And they can't. By and large, they can't. And IAB has very little to do with that. It's not that the numbers aren't there. It's just that this industry, this thing that we have created, is so decentralized and so heavy on the creator first, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But it's so far down the creative first, the creator first path, that everything has to be approved along the way. The companies that are representing lots of podcasts don't have an easy mechanism to reach out and find out. They they have the data. They can't, first off, they can't tell us how many impressions are available for a certain type of audience. They just can't. Because they have to reach out to each person who would like to participate in the campaign before they pull those numbers. That's a problem, number one. Number two is the way that we actually insert ads inside of Podcasts isn't an automatic thing. It's not a dynamic thing. It happens at the creator's side once again. And that slows down the process of placing the ads. And then there is actually checking. Did they actually work? not, Not did they work. Did they actually run? Did the podcaster who said, I want to take part in this, place the ad? When you leave it in the creator's hands, they don't have to. So IAB is a part of it. IAB is certainly a part so that we can agree on what a download and what a stream means. But from the beginning, the way we set up this industry, and I'm every bit as much to blame as everyone else who's been doing this for the last 14 years. We took the decentralized approach so far down that it makes it very difficult to place it, to put the genie back in the bottle, and to make it easy to monetize. That's going to be hard. So until that becomes automatic, we're going to have problems. You're going to have problems as a podcaster monetizing your content through large network buys the way that most digital buyers of media at either in-house or at an agency want to buy. We're just not set up for it. Thank you very much for watching this show. If you need help launching a podcast, that's what I do. I launch podcast, podcastlaunch.pro. Email me, evo, at podcastlaunch.pro. I'll be back tomorrow with another podcast pontifications. Cheers.
1: While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion... Unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic health care need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location And it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donations4abortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, Here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, abortion.cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, plancpills.org